Released in 1992, The Last of the Mohicans is very loosely based on a novel written in 1826 by American author James Fenimore Cooper. Cooper's specialty was the frontier adventure, and The Last of the Mohicans is part of his leather-stocking tales. Said like that, the book sounds like some sort of fashion catalogue, but really, in the 18th century, a leather-stocking was another word for a pathfinder, or a fur trapper. For many, Cooper is the father of the American novel, and his books, of which he wrote 32, promoted the principal myth of the United States. The conquest of the wilderness and the subjugation of the Indian were the means by which European settlers anchored their own identity, formed their society, and founded their democracy. To date, there have been nine adaptations of Cooper's novel. Five American feature films, one German, one Romanian, two television series, and way back in 1932, there was a 12-part serialization with each episode lasting less than 20 minutes. The 1992 version, starring Daniel Lewis, Madeleine Stowe, Wes Studi, and Russell Means, is by far the best. So what is it, Jack? What brings you here? French and Indian Army are heading south out of Fort Caroline to war against the British. I've helped raise New York's militia to fill the Crown's levy. Are the people here going to join in that fight? We'll see in the morning. Where are you boys heading? Put trap over the fall. Winter in Kentucky. Mm. Find a Delaware-speaking woman for Uncas, she will say, you are the one. Spare him many children. <laughs> However, the 1992 version has a curious pedigree. A careful look at the writing credits will tell you that it is not so much adapted from Cooper's famed book as much as it is based on a screenplay written by Philip Dunn for the 1936 film version that starred Randolph Scott. It's available on DVD. The reason for this is because when Michael Mann, who co-wrote and directed the 1992 version, read Cooper's novel, he felt it plodded along and the various plot lines did not lend themselves to a faithful adaptation. So out went the original material and in came the Dunn script from 1936. Quite an achievement, because if you take what Mann did with his movie and compare it to what Cooper did with his novel, there are greater and gaping differences than there are similarities. For instance, in the novel, Cora, played by Madeleine Stowe in the movie, is of mixed race, having been born in the West Indies, and in the novel, she is killed. Nothing like that is present in the film. How far up the valley? Up to Fort William, Henry. That's two nights and a bit from here. It'll be enough to remind you all that France is our enemy. That's your enemy. What did you say? While we're at your fort, what if the French attack our homes? What then, Lieutenant? For your homes, for king, for country. That's why you men ought to join this fight. You do what you want with your own scalp. Do not be telling us what we ought to do with ours. You call yourself a patriot and loyal subject to the crown. Do not call myself subject to much at all. <laughs> Tough as the adaptation was, the making of the film was even tougher. Although set in upstate New York, North Carolina was chosen as the location for the production. From the moment they got there, the schedule, working conditions, and demands of the director, Michael Mann, were so exacting that the crew, which had been told they had to be non-union, went on strike, and several people walked off the picture. Not only that, the original director of photography, Douglas Milsom, was fired, which says a lot. You see, Milsom had worked for Stanley Kubrick on Full Metal Jacket, which means that Milsom knew a thing or two about exacting standards. I find that little detail quite interesting because one of Kubrick's greatest pictures, Barry Lyndon, is also set in the 1700s, and certainly Mohicans has a similar look. But anyway, Milson was fired and replaced by Dante Spanotti, 
who had worked with Mann before on the first Hannibal Lecter movie, Manhunter, and on several occasions since, including Heat, which was brilliant, and The Insider, which was even better. Spinotti's work on The Insider earned him his second Oscar nomination. His first was for Ellie Confidential. Obviously, Spinotti delivers the unique look that Mann wants. How is it you were so nearby? Came across the war party. Correct. Then you're assigned to support William Henry. Nope. Fort Edward, then. Heading west to Kentucky. There is a war on. How is it you are heading west? Well, we kind of face to the north and real sudden like turn left. I thought all our colonial scouts were in the militia. The militia is fighting the French in the north. I ain't your scout. You sure ain't a good damn militia. For Mohicans, that unique look was inspired by the canvases of such 18th-century artists as Thomas Cole and Albert Bierstadt. Cole and Bierstadt were born in Europe, Britain and Germany respectively, and when they stepped into the American landscape, it was as if they were seeing a new world, which of course they were. The wildness, vastness and sheer wonder of untouched landscape was the like they had never seen before. The worst happened. Only one of us survived something of the other too. No, you stay alive. If they don't kill you, they'll take you north up to the Huron land. You submit, do you hear? You're strong. You survive. You stay alive, no matter what occurs. I will find you. No matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. So why the film's production was filled with tension and fear, the post-production saw no let-up in the stress levels. The first cut of the film was originally three hours, a full hour over the limit imposed by the studio. So Michael Mann and his two editors toiled away at cutting it down to size. In so doing, they missed the initial release date, and the premiere had to be pushed back by several months. And in that time, the original composer, Trevor Jones, was fired, or depending on whom you talk to, was unavailable to come back. So Michael Mann bought in Randy Edelman. And so, when you watch the opening scene, you will see a rather unique credit where not one, but two composers are listed. This is not all that unusual for a Michael Mann picture. Check out the credits for his other films, specifically Manhunter, Heat, The Insider and Ali, and you will see he prefers eclectic scores, often commissioning original music that will then blend alongside existing pieces to form a unique feel. For The Last of the Mohicans, roughly speaking, Trevor Jones did the main theme, while Randy Edelman provided more incidental music for the dialogue scenes, which means you have to work to hear his music. They're going to hang you. Why didn't you leave when you had the chance? Because what I'm interested in is right here. What can I do? Webb's reinforcements would arrive or not. If they do not arrive, the fort will fall to the French. If that happens, stay close to your father. Stay close to him. The French officers will try to protect the officers among the English. No, I will find you. Do not. Promise me. Jones's music, on the other hand, stands way out in front. Rugged and romantic, it evokes a time we have never actually experienced, and so it does what few film scores do. It makes the material vibrate. The script is good, the performance is strong, and the visuals luscious. But it is the music that sweeps the film into the realm of epic. The whole world's on fire. 
Respectfully reviewed when it came out, I often wonder why it was so overlooked when it came to the Oscars. Simply put, The Last of the Mohicans is first-rate Hollywood filmmaking. With its historical setting, it possesses big themes, and those themes are given a big canvas. And that canvas offers vaulting emotions complete with passion and self-sacrifice. Looking at the other nominees that year, I wonder how on earth it was not at least nominated for, amongst other categories, picture, direction, screenplay, supporting actor for Russell Means, who played Chingachgook, cinematography, editing, production design and costume design. In the end, it had to settle for a single nomination, sound design. But at least it did win for that. And what did win Best Picture that year? Unforgiven. OK, fair enough. Now, as a final thought, the character of Chingachgook was played by Russell Means, a Native American Indian who was from the Ugalala Sioux tribe. A political activist who campaigned tirelessly, Means sought equal rights and recognition, not only for the indigenous peoples of North America, but also around the globe. Although Means had no acting experience, Michael Mann chose to cast him as the title character in The Last of the Mohicans. Means went on to work on several other films, most notably Natural Born Killers, and you can hear his voice in Disney's animated picture Pocahontas. Means died last month at the age of 72, and so, in honour of the man, I think it best we give him the final words. Great spirit and the maker of our life. A warrior goes to you swift and straight as an arrow shot into the sun. Welcome him and let him take his place at the council fire of my people. He is Uncas, my son. Tell him to be patient and ask death for speed. For they are all there but one. I, Chingachgook, last of the Mohicans.